Welcome to episode number 177 for June 24th, 2012, the Taking With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And this week we celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. We're going to talk about that and the fun we had, right? Yeah, I had a good time. It was very relaxing, mostly, except for climbing on the rocks. We'll talk about that in a moment. (laughs) Okay. Plus other cool things. Stick around. Should be fun. What do you think of this cool music? It's very nice. Really? Yeah. Are you just saying that because you know it's me? No. I think you are. <laughs> no, I, I like it. It's nice. I'm, I'm not as much into techno music as you are. This but is it's techno music. Well, it's electronic music somewhat. Does that piano sound like electronic? That's one of my singles that I have on iTunes called So Many Moons. Mm. It's very spacey, dear. Yeah. Very spacey. Well, it's supposed to be on my Stargazer 2 project, but I've been busy with other stuff, so I haven't got it done. Yeah, you're in the middle of a project with a, a gentleman from Japan right now. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Was I not supposed to bring that up? I don't care. <laughs> Just Well, we'll be back in a moment to talk about what's going on around our house and... Uh, talk a little bit about celebrating 26 years together and uh yeah we'll be right back on september 22nd 2004 oceanic flight 815 left sydney australia bound for los angeles and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the south pacific the survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010 and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, We'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. 
There you go. Brand new podcast out uh, from Alan Joyce called Lost Flight 815. I'm looking forward to listening to that, actually, because... The first episode's already out, so you're going to have to get that on Stitcher. Yeah, I um, I didn't follow along Lost very well when it was um, on TV. I only caught some of them, and I thought, well, maybe I might get more of it, but I don't know if I will. <laughs> but, but maybe I'll catch more of the stuff maybe it'll make more sense if i listen to the podcast maybe you won't be so lost (laughs) yeah i felt lost a lot on lost and even when it ended i still felt lost even though i watched the last episode all right well yeah alan joyce do a wonderful job they actually go through each episode comment on it Mm -hmm. uh, as they're watching it okay cool and then share their thoughts at the end and it's pretty cool Mm mm-hmm you should check them out. They're, uh, you can find them where they talked about on their promo, and you can also listen to them on Stitcher Radio. On Stitcher Smart Radio, the same network that we're on. Yeah. And many of our podcasting friends are mm-hmm. on the Stitcher Radio, or I always say it wrong, the Stitcher Smart Radio app. I, I listened to one the other day. Yeah. Um, how it it was about technology and it was oh about, I love technology no it was about old old gaming but it really wasn't about old gaming it was about converting you listened you listened to our friend Joe's Upper Memory Block yeah, podcast but, on on um, simulators and stuff yeah because he talked about how the newer computers, emulators I'm sorry not simulators emulators the, the newer computers um couldn't process the couldn't read the old dos language and so he talked all about how to to fake your computer into reading the old dos having some kind of yeah like you said simulator or something emulator emulator something like that it's called the umb podcast it was kind of like right right do you remember playing great pc games like king's quest command and conquer and x-wing do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. There you go. Well, I have to admit that I'm not really a gamer, except for like I play Words with Friends and okay. that kind of games on my iPhone, but I've never really been much of a gamer gamer. Mm-hmm. And so... It kind of went over my head, but I'm sure if you are someone who's been a gamer, you would really enjoy that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that. It's It was on my it was on my Stitcher favorite queue, so I just pushed you, Did you know? Maybe you did know this. What? I just ex, I just figured this out. What? That you can just say listen to favorites and I'll go through all the newest episodes of all of your favorites. Yeah. Did you knew that? And it'll <laughs> I go. Didn't know that. And if you've already listened to part of it, it'll go now resuming episode. Yeah. Like so, the computer on Star Trek. So I'm still figuring out Stitcher Radio, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of slow on the uptake sometimes. It's all right. 
Yeah. So I've I started uh, the latest one on Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Was it Wolfenstein? Is that the name of the the game that he's reviewing this week? I'm not sure. Let me find out here. UMBcast.com. We'll go right to his website. Hmm. I know that Alan Joyce's second Wolfenstein 3D is the name of the of the game from the uh, 90s, I believe, that he's uh, reviewing. Hmm. But anyway, Alan Joyce just they just put out a new episode of of the Lost podcast, Flight 18, Flight 815, and they also have one of the best, the best, and I tell you this. Because I really like their podcast, their uh, their Disneyland podcast called Tales from the Mouse House. Mm-hmm. They just put out another one that was just it was spectacular. It had it it, it uh, covered the opening of Cars Land in um, in California at the California Adventure. Yeah, that they had interviews with Randy Crane, with Mister Daps, mm-hmm. and with other people um, that were calling in on the phone and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. It was almost a two-hour episode, but I loved every minute of it because it was so cool. Yeah, I've I've mowed many uh, lawns listening to the Disney podcast, the Tales from the Mouse House podcast. And it makes it a small, 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 small lawn. It's a small lawn after all. Right? <laughs> I've listened to Fringe podcasting while mowing lawns and the Disney one. Wayne Henderson and, after all. Wayne and, and Anomaly Metal Dan and Jan and Angela and... and Women talk Casey, sci-fi. <laughs> Sue Women and talk others. Sci-fi, yeah. What? Women talk sci-fi. Oh, I, that's I Eugenia. Eugenia and um, her friend. Yeah, my mind just went blank. Isn't I that that's bad names. when our yeah. mind goes? Wait a minute, my mind's always blank. <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Yeah. So, so. Going on at our house? Are we ready for that now? If you want to be. Okay. So what's been going on at our house? I was born ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been going on at our house? Let's see. What uh, have you been working on this week for uh, work? I th- I just had a really busy week again. Mm-hmm. And it didn't completely transfer to money, but that's okay. It was. It's a lot of projects that I have going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you had you had some meetings with the people for the art walk and the. Yeah, I got to meet with the folks in downtown Aberdeen who are doing the art walk mm-hmm. and celebration. And we have the big midnight cruisers going to be there this year. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Are, and I put together some of my artwork this week. What are the midnight cruisers? Midnight cruisers is a car club. Old okay. vintage car club. They're expecting about 200 people bringing their cars for this event. And aren't they also doing um, a marathon or mini marathon, whatever, like a 5K during the art walk too? Yeah, there's a 5K fun run mm-hmm. that's going on. I think your mom and dad are planning on coming down. Yeah, and yeah. there's also going to be um, all sorts of things going on that day. But that's July 28th. If anybody in our listening audience wants to come see my artwork... Mm-hmm. It's also the day of a family reunion in Raymond, so I don't know if any of my family can come to the art walk because they'll probably be at the family re- reunion. Well, they should have asked us beforehand, shouldn't they? Yeah, it kind of got double booked that day. That happens sometimes. Fine. It happens sometimes. They so can see your website. I got a bunch of pictures developed, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I manipulated them and did all the stuff I needed to to get them ready, and then I sent them to Walmart dot com 
And then they got blown up into different posters and stuff like that. And then I cut them all up and I put them into the window frames. And you can go to artbymoyer.com and see three of my new pieces of artwork. One is called Rust Door, Mm -hmm. which is an entire door weathered Mm -hmm. and uh, with this really cool picture, pictorial of rusty metal. You kind of have to surprised. see it. I'm surprised you didn't like name it Rusty Metal. It sounds kind of like a metal band. Well, it's not a metal band piece. <laughs> no. Then the other one I put together is called Here Kitty Kitty. And that mm-hmm. is a uh, conglomeration of four different cat pictures that I took. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, one of them was taken by Catherine. Yeah. And then, and then maybe one of them was taken by Nathan, too, now that I think of it. So that's kind of cool. And then um, then I also did one called um, Chloe's Bass. And it is a, a stand-up bass that I got to take pictures of from a girl or a girl, a lady named Chloe that owns it mm-hmm. at the local music store here. And I went and took pictures of it. And I put um, one, two, three, four, five, six pitch, different pictures of it into a, into a window frame. It's really quite cool. A musician would love it. Mm-hmm. And then I've got more to go. I've got some tulip ones to do and... Um, all sorts of different things. Cool. Yeah. So, should be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that I worked on that. Mm-hmm. And then I had, um, I wrote another song, did a rap, a kid's children's rap. That was fun. Got that done. And, um, boy, just all sorts of different things I've been working on. Yeah. And it did, I did some uh, bumpers for the Trekmate podcast. Actually, it was for the 10 Forward podcast. That was fun. Mm-hmm. They were kind of cool sounding. And um, all sorts of other things. Lots of auditions and lots of website work. So it was a busy week for me again. And I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. There. Now, what happened at your house? At your house, we live in the same house. Yeah, but... yeah. Okay, but um, I worked all week. And then Friday after work, um, you and I met each other. Yeah, you got it wrong. What? It was Thursday. Oh, it was Thursday. That's right. Okay, so. June 21st. On Thursday after work, God, I, I was you. working out of if town. If I forget the day, you'd be mad. I was working out of town, and you were working in Aberdeen. had meetings and different things. And then we met in Grayland, Washington, which is about. What, what am I doing? You, you're like trying to pull my tr- the charger I was using. Oh, you're phone. using my charger. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. I thought I was going to put plug in my iPad, but you have you're using it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So we met about 40 minutes apart from each other. We met halfway. Yeah, something like that. We met out at the beach. And it was a beautiful drive from Raymond on Highway 105 to uh, Grayland and you came the other way. I listened to podcasts on my way out. Well, hello, Jade. It's Jade's birthday today. I listened to... Happy birthday to Jade. Happy birthday to Jade. You smell like a wet dog. Happy birthday to Jade. I listened to a Christian audiobook called Lone Star Cafe, which is a really good audiobook. Can you say hi to everybody? So we met in Grayland, and we went to the same restaurant, the same building. It has a different name now. That we went to the day after we got married. 26 for years ago. Yeah. And um, we had a great dinner. I got to have some halibut and you had some chicken. You ordered it just for the halibut. 
Oh, mercy. So we had a good time um, just kind of hanging out, being mellow, having dinner together. And then you have a project for a client. From Australia. From Australia to do nature sounds. Nature music. sounds. And so mm -hmm. um, we taped ourselves making out. <laughs> and those are kind, nature sounds. Not and, that uh, kind of nature sounds. <laughs> Can you imagine you on the on, on the meditation CD, you're like playing along and there's all these different things. And then all of a sudden, and now two people making out. <laughs> I don't think so. What would that sound like? Mm -hmm. Okay, Rick, Rick, you're going to get hit over the head if you don't stop. So, mm -hmm. so we, so we had this great idea. Stop it. We had this great idea to go to the ocean and record waves ocean sounds when record waves waves yeah hitting the the beach yeah well um our grand state um requires a discovery passage we haven't bought one yet this year to park at the beach so we couldn't go there so we drove to the jetty which is a big pile of rocks huge huge big pile of rocks and we had to climb all these haphazard huge rocks to get to the top to then go down towards the water to record the sounds this is true and it it was a fairly pleasant day on thursday i just don't think it's right though it, they, it they don't let us rather, go to the beach it got rather cold oh it wasn't that bad a little cold if it, you're just sitting it wasn't there. that bad it wasn't super super cold but the beach can be a little bit chilly, even if and it's a nice day. And you can be a wimp. And I can be. I do not like cold. You do not like hot, and I do not like cold. So, it wasn't super. We could super be a Doctor Seuss book. I do not like cold. No, I don't. You don't like hot. No, you don't. Something <laughs> like that. That's that's not right, Doctor wow, Seuss. Wow, you're awesome at rhyming. No, I'm not. <laughs> So I would not eat them under an air conditioner. <laughs> I would not drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like throw up. So you, um, this is how many times <laughs> will you say that on the podcast? I don't know. So so we we were on top of these rocks. You got your recording done, and it it was it really rocked. Hilarious. I won't explain why, <sighs> but you you had to put your recording device inside an emptied out triple that you have I, the triple that kenny my good friend kenny gave me uh -huh. i had to take its guts out and put my recorder into that so that the wind use it as a as, as a, a windscreen wind yeah. and it worked yeah so now it you did have work. now you have two of the four songs done for your client in australia yeah. one it has frogs and or toads or whatever they are. They're not bullfrogs, probably. I don't know. Them. I don't know what they are. What do you think they are? And um, then, well, I, I know, know. I know the ones by the country club are bullfrogs because there's those that deep, <coughs> excuse me that deep croaking sound. Well, here's what the Westport ones sound like. This is kind of cool. You ready? This is actually what the recording came out like in stereo. Everybody, are you ready? Are, really, really, are you ready? Well, I've been ready for a while now. Are you ready? I was born ready.
for relaxation tapes. Now, you actually play a little bit of music with it, too. I heard the one with the frogs that you no. played music. No, that I'm doing... This, this is one just you don't play sense. music? Well, not yet. This is just the nature sense. Oh. Isn't this cool? Yeah. Sounds like we were there. Well, we, we were. were. <laughs> if you listen really carefully in the background, you can hear us making out. We weren't making out. <laughs> it was too cold. <laughs> well, what heated things up a little. So that was the ocean. Do you want to hear the frog singing in the swamp? All right, here, sure. here you go. And I actually helped. You this is actually this. at our house. Well, not well by down our house. the road. You're breathing in the mic. Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it's that's what it sounds like in our neck of the woods. Yeah, well, I went down. There's a swamp about a mile from our house, mm -hmm. and I sat there for a while. And then there's a country club not too far from the swamp that has big ditches by it, mm -hmm. and the frogs hang out there. So you notice that all by itself, the lone frog, the lone frog was doing his thing. I combined that with the swamp frogs, and this is what I got. And you're still looking for a babbling brook sound yep. and a rain sound, which I'm surprised you didn't go out into the rain today. It rained here. I didn't want to get wet. Well, you're going to have to probably get wet to get the rain sound. <laughs> I never thought about that. Well, there you go. That's what I did. Oh, you, I remember. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. You heard me do a song um, that was... Um, I heard a frog thing that had you play piano music with it. You oh. you played it on Facebook. I, oh, that was the frogs that I didn't hold the recorder correctly with. Mm. And so it didn't really work. But you used it with some piano music. Yeah, it was called Frog Chirp, I think. So does, does your client in Australia like the two soundtracks you've given her so far with the frogs and the waves? I believe so. I'm not, I'm not sure, hmm. I'm not sure where that is that I played, sorry. When you recorded um, Out at the Beach, I heard a um, a seagull calling at one point, were you able to capture that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there were lots of pelicans when we were out there, there's like tons and tons of pelicans. I was really sad though. Why were you sad? I put my bid in for a video game soundtrack, uh -huh. and here's what it sounded like. I didn't get picked. I couldn't believe I didn't get picked. This was a good one, too. It was for a police chase game, mm -hmm. and they didn't pick me. Okay, here's a little idea for uh, the video game uh, song for the driving one. This is kind of cool. Are you ready? like that kind of, you feel that your hair being blown back as you're driving, don't you think? Anyway, we can, of course, tailor make it however you want. We can go harder rock, we can go more pop, whatever you want. 
I'm very creative, and I would have a blast working for you. Let me make your songs, man. I'll rock it for you. Yeah, right there was an actual demo of my my what I do when I do an audition. But they didn't pick me. They picked somebody else for a third less. Uh, I don't think my mic's on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you had to turn it off because Catherine called me to she say on she's on her way home from work. She worked two jobs today, worked at the coffee shop this morning out in Westport. Yeah. And then she worked in Hoquim at... Um, the pizza place, Domino's. That's cool. Well, I'm thrilled that the client in Australia loves what I've done so far for mm-hmm. them, and I will be uh, finishing that project hopefully this weekend. Now I've got some other things that I'm working on for a gentleman up in Canada. We're having a great time working on his stuff. And then I've got a new one that I'm working on that I'm not really sure what's going to happen with, so we'll see. Yeah. You know, you sometimes you get a client that um, is either a perfectionist or they just can't communicate what they're trying to to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's language barriers or different things you have to work with and figure things out. Takes a little longer that way, but you'll get it done. Yeah, I hope so. Where did that gun come from? Um, I think from the Star Wars store. No, that's a different. I looked up at my geek shelf above uh-huh. my computers, and there's a, a an Enterprise um, from the series Enterprise phaser on my. Um, my toy could, shelf. Could Andrew have just put that today when he was cleaning his room? He could have. Did he put that up there? You could ask him when he gets home. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, you have your toy shelf, don't you? Yeah, okay. So what else? Anything else? I don't think so, but I just wanted to thank you for a great why would you? Why would you want to thank me? Because you took me out, bought me dinner, you bought me um, some dahlias. You work just as hard as I do. We bought ourselves dinner. <laughs> Well, but you took the time out to meet me there, and we had a good... I thought it was very relaxing, well, fun anniversary. you didn't tell them all the really interesting thing when we got home. Because, you know, when you're this old, yeah, after you've been together for 26 years, uh-huh. you know, the exciting thing is to probably get home and sit on the couch so that you, and we you actually know, did. get off your feet. Yeah. Well, we came home. You rented John Carter of Mars. Mm-hmm. From the Red Box. And I think I liked it better than you did. I fell asleep during I didn't yeah. like the movie. You fell asleep. I didn't I, like the movie. You know, I liked it, but I... I it was kind of a throwback have... to the Sinbad movies a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah, but I... And I with a little bit of Flash up. Gordon mixed in. Yeah, maybe. And a little bit of steampunk. Um, a little bit. Hmm. Anyway, I thought it was really not very well done, but that's me. I thought it was pretty well done. The only thing I would complain about uh-huh. was it was made by Disney. And okay. I was a little bit shocked. Why were you shocked? That Disney would use um, pretty bad profanity. They used um, God's name in vain. Oh, know? okay. Well, see, not everybody thinks that that's profanity. Well, but they said that, you know. The what? They... They cursed with God's name, you know, like Beaver Dam, but without the beaver. <laughs> so I was a little <coughs> bit surprised at Disney from that because, I mean, traditionally. I'm sorry, Dis- I'm choking. I'm laughing so hard. T- traditionally, Disney hasn't had a lot of profanity in their things. Yeah. You and haven't I been paying was, attention, have you? I was surprised. Well, you didn't see District 9, did you? 
Um, and would I see District 9? I doubt ever. I don't think so. That so, had more profanity than I've ever seen in any movie ever. You know, I just, you know, I just don't think it's necessary. But it was profanity know. in an Australian accent, so. <laughs> so that made it okay. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite movies <laughs> has a bad word in it, and it was the, the Australian movie, too. And it, I was, like, surprised, and yeah, too, but... Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I would have given um, John Carter from Mars a better review than than you would. But it was actually much more of a people story than it was too. It was too long. It looked like they regurgitated Star Wars for the, all the ships because they looked like pod racers. A little bit. And yeah. it was kind of like Sinbad, and it, and the guy reminded me of. The Ronin from Stargate Atlantis, and the really, you know, the the heroine or the heroine, you know what I mean, the the lady star. Yeah. She was pretty and all, but I don't know. She probably was the best actor in the whole thing, but everybody mm-hmm. else was kind of bad. I don't. I the, didn't like the it. one thing that that I didn't get is that the main character, mm-hmm. John Carter, John Carter, he didn't seem to age. I didn't get that. Because supposedly he was like a a, a colonel in um, World War, or not World oh, War. Oh, I thought you said a colonel in a popcorn bag. No, a colonel in the Civil War. <laughs> and then he Our went off civil. to, after that, he lost his family and he went off to Mars. Long story. You'd have to watch it. Don't spoil it for and everybody. Don't spoil it. Okay. But anyway, he's supposed to have, like, aged, like, you know, 10, 20 years throughout Maybe he movie. drank elixir or something. And he didn't look any older at the end Maybe than he, he drank did at the beginning. Marzacola. Marzacola. I don't know. It, it was a different movie. I It wouldn't be one that I would probably buy and watch over and over. I, but and I actually wouldn't even recommend the movie. I didn't think of that. I told Andrew, um, forget it. It's not that good. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. It just didn't float my boat. I just didn't like it. I liked it more except for the profanity. I was surprised it did. Now we watched another, what was it called, Contact? With Jodie Foster? What was that called? Yeah, that was... uh, We watched that on my new Apple TV. It was an older movie, but it It was pretty pretty well done, It was really different. Yeah, it was... um, Was it called Contact? I think it was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was a science fiction movie, um... And you, you actually suggested Catherine and I watch it because you had it recorded or something. It was kind of a love story, too. Yeah, but it definitely was sci-fi. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. But yeah. I recommend that better than John Carter. Gah. Yeah, I, I think the thing I disliked about John Carter the most was kind of the Jar Jar Binks factor. Do you know what I mean by that? Uh-huh. Because it, it had kind of green aliens in it that were kind of goofy Spoiler, sometimes. spoiler. So the well, aliens, you know, I didn't do think you, were You do great. realize that the first movie that they wanted to do was called Carter's John. It was all about this guy that <laughs> built bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it didn't oh, go well, so they turned it into no, John Carter. No, no, mm-hmm. no. It's true. No. You, okay, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. So... Why don't we stop? Or the long-lost Cart- hey, um, Cartwright brother, John Cartwright. Before we get into our subject for this week, um, we may have a little break in our continuity. John Corduroy. 
our continuity. We've been going through the last. Um, we've been going through some of the chapters of Genesis. Jimmy Carter. <sighs> we've been talking about Noah and Noah. the flood, the great flood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will talk some about that this week. But next we will? week, I I don't know if I want. to. I was going to ask you a couple of questions, but oh well, we we may be talking about Noah this week. But next week. <laughs> We may be having a special guest interview, so stay tuned to see um, an author. Um, now, this is a little bit different for us because this author is um, more into contemporary and historical. It writes technical manuals for like Star Trek stuff. No, historical fiction and contemporary fiction. So this will be a little different genre than we have covered before. So it will be like made up history? Well, no, not totally. The historical facts are are facts, but then there's fictional. They, they write the story around the yeah, facts. Yeah. Just the facts. Yeah. So, and I, I really enjoyed reading this last book I've, I've read of hers. I read several of her contemporary fiction books, and then um, I read one of her newer novels that's historical fiction. And you happened to be her friend on Facebook. Yeah. And so I thought, why don't we? And and another reason why we really want to talk to her is that she's a Washingtonian. So we haven't. Well, you haven't even said who it is. Her name is Sandra Bird, and she lives in Western Washington. Bird, like a bird that flies in the Um, air. Kind of, but it's with a Y instead. B Y R D. So you could look her up on Facebook. Um, So um, I think she also might have a website, Sandra Bird Books. Um, Sandra Bird Books. Sandra Bird Books, and it's B Y R D. Okay. Like Chef Boyardee. <laughs> but she she also wrote a really good contemporary fiction series. And I don't have all the books in front of me, but um, P.S. de Resistance is one of them. Um, um, there, it was a series about a chef um, in Seattle, a, a young woman chef and. It was a really fun series. Both she's t- famous. Both my, we're going to interview somebody famous on our program. Both my my daughter, my mom, and I all read her um, books, um, her contemporary fiction books, and I'm sure that and at I least thought, my mom will I read her I thought we really arrived when we interviewed Meds and Natalie and Dan and and his hey, wife. They're, they're writers too. So, um, but yeah, this is a published writer. Um, I think. I can't remember if it's Bethany House or Tyndall House, um, one of those big. I mean, for goodness sakes, we've interviewed people. Alan Joyce on our show. Though they're famous, but this lady's really, really famous. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, I guess so. you're going to be asking the questions because you're the one that read her books, not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it this will be a little bit more interesting for the the geeky chicks out there that like to read um, books, but. But yeah, I think we'll have a lot of fun. I um, I haven't met with her in person, but I read a lot of her blogs and stuff, and she seems like a real kick in the pants. A lot oh, of gosh, fun. I thought you were going to say something else. I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, she just seems like kind of a fun, zany person. A profanity so. on taking with you. <laughs> oh, you're in a goofy mood tonight. Yeah. So, 
So why don't we get on to our No, no, no. Subject. I got one other thing to say. Uh, okay, okay. It is truly our dog's second year birthday. Yeah. Well, we guess. We when we, when we got her, we adopted her when she was seven months old. So uh-huh. we figured she was born sometime in June. So we just kind of assigned her birthday. And it's today. And it's today. And on her on my Facebook page, I wrote, I put a, posted a picture of her and said, happy birthday to Jade. Uh-huh. And people started commenting and stuff. And guess who commented on her picture? Now, you know these people, but I don't. It's just like how Kay. I know some Christian authors that you don't because have you I heard, like reading have, Christian books. Have you heard of um, the Okadu's Dennis? No, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I haven't. We've already talked about this. <laughs> there are some people that are big in the sci-fi community. And, and as much as I know too much about sci-fi, I don't know nearly uh, just as much Dennis. as you do. Dennis. Huh? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you say you're a dentist? No, no. I want to be a dentist. Oh, boy, you <laughs> butchering that one there, dear. I know. I'm awful with with voices and stuff. That's your thing. Well, anyway. How many comments does Jade have? This is just really, really cool to know. Okay, it's Michael and and Denise Okuda. Okuda. Okay. They are the really cool people that um, worked on Star Trek all those years. Okay. On TNG and other incarnations, Deep Space Nine, all stuff. They, they're, um, he was responsible for doing the Lacars, um looking screens on the Enterprise and stuff, and the artwork and the video stuff, and he. He's been part of Star Trek for many, many, many years. Him and his wife together, they helped with Christie's auction and they did a bunch of stuff. Anyway, she actually commented on my post. I'm a friend with her on Facebook. And she said, happy birthday, sweet pup, to Jade. Denise Okuda. Can you believe it? Well, you know, on on top of that. I'm freaking out. On top of that, Jade is very famous because she was on the front page of the National Pet Zet website. It's true. She's on pet-zet.com. And today, Mm -hmm. a brand new episode of Zinema went up Mm -hmm. um, with Bob the Cat, who I voice. Uh It's a Darth Vader theme. It's hysterical. But she's not on that. No, she's on the front page, though. It rotates pictures and and stuff. And she, on the front page, she's trying to pop bubbles. Is that the picture that she has? I believe so, yes. Yeah, she likes bubbles, yeah. Jade's a very special dog. She likes playing frisbee. And and she likes to bounce balloons off her nose. Yeah, she's very fun. Mm hmm. Very fun. So happy birthday to Jade. She was playing with a new tennis ball the last couple days. So that was her. But when Denise Okuda writes on Jade's thing, that's pretty darn cool. So all you Trekkies out there, my dog's cool. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, she's very cool doll. Dog. (laughs) Doll. Mercy. So we should get on with things. We've talked for so long now. We might as well just keep talking. Okay. Well, we'll be right back with uh, some type of subject in just a moment. (laughs) Make it so. Hi, we're the Trek Mate Podcast. 
Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. I had a really good chat with uh, Wayne from that podcast just the other night on Skype. He's such a great guy. Really cool people. And I really like their show. They're pretty funny. Yeah. 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 So stick around. We'll be back again. Just hold on. Hold your horses. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com I just sent in comments for the uh, discussion on Commander Data. Hmm. They just did an episode. They were recording it today, I think. So I sent comments in. I think I heard you, you making the comments. About Data? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or as Dr. Pulaski would say, data. Yeah, she said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were going to go on to uh, part three of Noah today. Mm-hmm. But since it is the, our our week of our anniversary, mm-hmm. I thought it might be interesting to talk about marriage. Yeah. Well, and the reason being is that... Uh, I think it's always good to be relevant on our program. And uh, mm-hmm. and yes, we will continue on with the story of Noah, but we're just going to put a little bit on hold. It, it may be a couple of weeks if, if we have an interview next week. Well, you know, we don't have to play the interview next week. Yeah, we'll see how it works out editing-wise. So we'll figure that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to know about marriage? We've been married 26 years. Uh-huh. And sometimes it seems like we've always been married, and other times it doesn't seem like we've been married that long. Excuse me. <laughs> when was that? When When is that? When it doesn't seem like we've been married that long? Yeah, I don't... Uh, I've been married mm-hmm. for over half my life. Yeah, we got married very young. 
I was 20. I was 19 and a half. You were 20 and a half. At that age, you get the halves in. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so you don't seem so young. We were pretty young, though. We, you posted a picture of us on Facebook when we got married, and someone goes, you didn't look old enough to get married. <laughs> That's very true. We met, we met at college, and, and we got married very young. And, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, we've been... We've been uh, married. <laughs> <laughs> so how yeah. long we waited? How long to have our first kid? Um, we were married about three and a half years before we had our first. I remember. I remember that day. It was a Thursday. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And we we were induced. Yeah. And I remember taking you up to the hospital. Not having. We had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And our lives were forever changed. Yes, they were. And then we still had two more after our first. So. Which I was kind of surprised <laughs> that after you went through that whole experience, that you would even want another kid. Well, my mom had five. And she always said, you don't you don't remember the pain for the joy when you have the baby. And, okay. And I do love little babies. I Wouldn't I, it be easier, though, if you could just like, you know... Get like a, a delivery and just hatch them. It'd be a lot easier. Um, our life is not a sci-fi movie, dear. It would be easier, though. <laughs> or if you could create them in your laboratory. I think maybe of all the hard work, you treasure them even more. All right. Because they aren't easy to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I mean, I watched, but I... Yeah. Yikes, a rony. I, I could name off... Three or four ailments I still have due to having children. But I, I, won't I don't want to do go that. there. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but okay. So they are babies are a lot of fun, but they did change our lives. Before we had our first child, we used to travel a lot with with um, Christian rock bands, and we did still travel a little bit with our first and our second child. Yeah, you know, around Washington State and such, but. <laughs> Then by the time we had our third child, you were, um, when she was a baby, you became a full-time youth pastor, and that kind of took too much time. So we didn't travel with with bands anymore, but right. but we took kids to um, conventions and mission trips and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so life, life was busy when so our kids were little. My question is, mm-hmm. now that you've been married for twenty six years, share with us what was what was one frustration? Because I know you've had many. <laughs> one frustration about being married that you overcame, and how did you overcome it? And now it's okay. Oh boy. Hmm. I don't know that I have overcome. And really quick, what side of the bed do you sleep on? I sleep on the left side of the bed, and I have since we were first married because you informed me that you slept on the right side of the bed. That's so the vampires don't get me. Yeah, you had this thing about vampires. When we first got married, you wouldn't let me touch your neck because it freaked you out. No, you you didn't like me touching your neck because you were scared of vampires. Well, especially when you go, hello, Rick. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I don't know. You don't know? Hi, cat. Can you think of anything that, that I've overcome frustration about in our marriage? No comments. 
I don't know that I've overcome anything. I think you just what? I think you just learn to know. Well, when you get when you've been married a long time, you, you try to get better about biting your tongue. And Ouch! Like, that would hurt. What I mean is like sometimes you you get. Hopefully you get wiser because the Bible says even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. So, and so are you saying you? I've tried your patience. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I probably tried yours too. Um. But yeah, you you tend no, to be never. You tend to be a little messy. What? Do you, what? And and that's what I'm you, being very nice about that. But what? You're quite, um, you're quite messy, and I haven't overcome. What that do you mean by yet. messy? Um, sloppy. What? So, okay, explain to me how I'm messy. I have to explain it to you. Yeah, because I don't know what you mean. Well, you don't clean up after <laughs> yourself. It's not always true. Okay. Okay, maybe not always. Maybe only about ninety-five percent of the time. Well, that's because that's why we work so well. You are a good cleaner upper. Well, I don't. Well, and I cook. You cook and I clean, but yeah, I I sometimes get frustrated that I'm having to clean so much. Still. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It, that gets frustrating. Well, this really didn't turn out the way that I thought the question yeah, might turn maybe out. Maybe you should have told me what you wanted me to say because I really no. have. Oh no yeah, that idea. works. <laughs> oh, okay, in twenty six years, you've learned that I really don't ask questions. That I really just want you to say something that I've told you to say. I really don't. I I was not prepared for this at all. I thought we that were doing. That's not true. Noah. I would never do that. Huh? I would never tell you this is what you have to say. Oh no, I know that, but I wasn't prepared for any of these questions, so I don't know how to answer them. Um, haven't really thought through. Um, so what are some things that you've overcome? <laughs> because I have really no idea what what you, Really? Yeah. Boy, I don't know about this. Twenty six years you think you'd know. Well, I think that Hopefully, I've become more patient with you. But you not were always, always you've always been patient. No, 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 <coughs> not. Yeah, you have. Not if you, if not you, certain times of the month. Oh gosh, <laughs> I get really impatient. <laughs> Premonstrative syndrome. Yeah. So, what what have you overcome in in frustrations in the last twenty six years? PMS. Have you learned how to cope with that? No. I don't know. Um, I think we've gotten better. About I tried lots of different ways. Um, the first way was to go, what the heck? And not understand. And then I thought maybe I could control it. And so I would tell you to stop acting that way. That didn't work. Then um, then I would just try to be compassionate. But I wasn't very good at that. No. Well, no. Thanks. And now... Um, I don't know. I just kind of, you know, I just kind of stay in my own part of the house. I think one thing that I have gotten better about, be, better about with my frustrations is to, I've gotten better about voicing them. Like if I'm feeling really cranky or uptight, I yeah. try to warn you about that yeah. and say, hey, um, just, 
to let you know I'm a little bit on edge today. So just giving you that warning. Have you noticed that I've tried to do that in the last couple of years? Yes. So that probably does help you a little bit if I yes. kind of warn you. Yes, it is helpful. That, you know, hey, I Well, that like and getting you the iPhone has really helped a lot too. <laughs> I just leave you alone then. Yeah, she just goes and plays words with friends and <laughs> ignores me. I don't ignore you all the time. Certain times you do. Sometimes. You use that <laughs> iPhone there. But I, hey, I played with your hair today. You like that. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I think what was it the other day we were just oh our anniversary dinner. Yeah. Um, the fish that I ordered came with French fries. Oh, uh, yeah. And the chicken you ordered came with mashed potatoes. Yeah. I really didn't want French fries, and you didn't really want mashed potatoes. But you were thrilled because they were real mashed potatoes. They were real mashed potatoes. And so we actually kind of traded potatoes. <laughs> I said, this is how come we've been married so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. We, we, we made it work. I'm glad somebody's trying to call us during the podcast. Yeah, that And happens. I really am glad that Catherine's answering the phone. Well, yeah, it sounds like our phone's dying. The ringer's, like, not working right. It's chirping at us for some reason. Yeah, isn't that weird? Maybe it means it's long distance. So, I mean, that's one example of how we can make things work. Communication. Communicate with one another. I would another. say we communicate a lot better than we did. Yeah, I think when we were first married... I was extremely oversensitive about everything. No. And, um, <clears throat> never. And you were maybe a tad bit undersensitive about <laughs> a few things. Um, no comment. I, uh, you know, and so I think that, you know, I've really tried to work on communicating with you how I'm feeling. So, would you say that for most couples, the key to a very happy relationship is c to communicate? I I think that really helps a lot. And it helps in just about every okay, area. So, okay, so let's talk about that then. Because just communicating something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make it better. So isn't there certain ways to communicate that are better than others? Well, one of the things I was thinking about the other day. Because that's changed a lot over the is years. Is that. You shouldn't ever say you always or like. You never making these grandiose blanket statements. Permanent statements. You know, it could be like I I said the other well, sometimes you're kind of messy, you know. <laughs> the, well sometimes instead of you're always so messy. Yeah, I mean because if you oh, say so you used it to, that you used way, your tactics on me already on the show. If you say it that way, you're mm. not giving the person any hope that they can change. Sometimes we get phone calls during the show. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. You're on our podcast. Uh, what you up to? We're going to push pause. Yep, there you go. That was our son calling to see if we needed anything. That was nice of him. Yes. <coughs> so, what were we talking about? We were just talking about communication and, you know, a lot of times people get in trouble in their marriage because they don't communicate about finances. They don't communicate about their romantic needs or, yeah, that kind of stuff. They don't communicate 
about okay so how do you how to raise their kids yeah and so it's good to talk all right so so what are some tips on communicating more effectively other than you're not using harsh things like you always Mm -hmm. and you never what are some ways you can communicate well one thing as a as a woman is that you have to be patient with men because sometimes what do you, what? They, they, you can talk to them and they won't answer. Like you can ask them a question two or three times. And so you have to be patient. That because, happens with you when you have your iPhone. Yeah, sometimes. But um, but it's really a common occurrence. Um, Selective hearing? Yeah. Selective and I have an answer for that. It's not always that. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just got to give us time to think about our answer. Yeah, that's why I was saying be patient because sometimes instead of getting mad and throwing a frying pan at your husband, just walk away and then maybe ask them later when they aren't looking at their computer or something. I found a good time to, to broach a subject um, that... You need your husband to have um, concentration, concentration, and focus. Focus is um, right after they've had dinner because their blood sugar isn't low. They're relaxed. You know they aren't cranky because they haven't eaten. And depending on how much wine you gave them to drink, they could be very open well, to whatever you're saying. Uh, you probably shouldn't whine to your husband because that can make them upset. Um, I meant drink wine. Oh, I, I know. I was trying to be funny. Oh, I'm sorry. That's another thing. I, Humor. I'm Has not, it changed in 26 years? Not mm. really. Every once in a while, you find something that I say funny, but not That's very true. often. That's true. <laughs> not very often. And and then you're always funny and, you know. And I, you don't laugh anymore after 26 yeah, years. Yeah. Not very often. You just kind of soldier on. <laughs> Somebody was saying that the other day. They were listening to our podcast and they were laughing. They said, it's, it's just funny how she just keeps going on. And yeah. You're trying to crack her up and it doesn't work. It doesn't work very often. Nope. You, no, you crack me up, but not always with your puns. Thanks. <laughs> so you laugh at me, but it's not always because of my humor. I think you're cute. <sighs> you do cute things. You do funny things sometimes. Great. There are yeah. not things that I think are cute or funny. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what what sage advice would you have to men about dealing with their significant others? You know, dealing with you know f- the females in their lives. Well, I'm not very good at it. I don't think. I think I'm a little better than I was. I think part of it is listening is important, and then. Um, Thinking about the needs of of your spouse over your own is difficult to do. It's hard not to be selfish because we're that's just how we are. So I would say that you know thinking about things that would bless your spouse and ways to make them feel valued and and significant are probably a wise investment in your life. Not that I'm good at it. I'm just saying that that's that's a good thing to do. I think you've gotten better. I got better. Better than when you gave me a Star Trek video for my birthday that I really didn't want. It was a want. joke. It was Search for <laughs> Spock on videotape. 
That's a joke. I gave like, you a real one too. It'd be like me giving you a Jane Austen movie oh for your gosh. birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going. Oh, Darcy! You just spent thirty dollars for a movie that I don't really care if I ever watch. It was for you, not for me. <laughs> It was. It was when VHS wasn't um, was really expensive. It was more like sixty. Oh, you really spent sixty dollars on a silly movie. Silly. It was Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. That ain't silly. Hmm. It's logical. Now, if it was a six-hour A and E version of Pride and Prejudice, it might okay. be worth sixty dollars. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, if you want me to stay away from you, go ahead and put that on. Because <laughs> it's not hard for me to stay away from that. Yeah, you've never sat and watched a Jane Austen movie. Oh, I have. I think the problem is, is that whenever I've seen them, I've been deathly ill because I can't move. (laughs) So you play them and then I'm I'm in trouble. I remember one time you had pneumonia and it was before we had a dish, a satellite dish. And all we had was a couple fuzzy UHF, UHS, whatever that station. UHF. Whatever they are. A little antenna. And it didn't really get anything in. So some friends of ours gave us some of old movies that they had taped. And we watched all these like Doris Day and Sandra D movies and uh-huh. Anna Green Gables <laughs> while you were recuperating from. Because I couldn't move. <laughs> from, because so while I was <laughs> sick and couldn't move, she tortures me by playing <laughs> these awful movies. But they were the kind of movies I liked, so I was happy because you were actually watching because you, well, couldn't, get up and put the, you I couldn't, couldn't get up and put the movie in. I could so. not move. I was stuck with, like, broken ribs. Your your video collection's pretty much all sci-fi, so, yes. you know, it was like, hey, you actually get to watch some chick flicks that I like. <coughs> There's a key to <laughs> Just get your husband ill, and then he'll watch movies that you like. So my point was that um, us guys can sometimes be very, well, I guess girls can be too, but I guess you can't really stereotype everything. But sometimes it's easy to be very selfish. And I think that uh, looking after the needs of the other person is probably a good idea and a good way to go. And, you know, what I find is that um, that um, our relationship if you really are committed to one another, it gets better as time goes on. It really does. As far as the deepening in the bond that you have with each other. And mm-hmm. that's pretty, that you can't really replace that. In fact, it's hard to even talk about it because it's so deep emotionally, you know. But uh, there are little practical things, I think, that uh, that help. Well, and just being partners in life, you know. This whole notion that, that, um, that goes through church circles and stuff about women being subservient to men and this whole cruddy thing there. I don't, you know, on the male chauvinist, that all that whole thing. I mean, although that may be widely accepted, I think it's bogus. And I think that's one of the reasons that there's a lot of conflict between men and women. And a lot of reason that there's conflict in marriages and stuff. You really, really need to look at a marriage as an equal, an equal opportunity. <laughs> and, and then, mm-hmm. and then you need to be able to give, you know, more than, you, you need to outgive each other because it's not about one person being superior because of their sex or because, you know, it's just not that. Well, and men and women have different needs, though. Um, well, that's the, true. The Bible says for for women to respect their husband. And I think that's because God knows that men are basically insecure 
And they, okay, now you're 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 really painting with a broad okay, brush when you say that. I don't think that's I, right. Well, I'm I'm saying that's that, like me saying, well, all women okay, are all emotional. Okay, I'm just saying that I think all men do better emotionally or with their egos if they have some respect and their their wives appreciate. Yeah, them. Well, what do you do when you have a yehu as a husband? Well, that, that How do you gets, respect somebody who's a jerk? That gets to be a challenge, but <laughs> I I would encourage husbands it, do something so your wife will respect you. Yeah. Be and nice I, to them. And I would encourage women Serve to them. to find some to look real hard and find something that they can respect about their husband. If they bring home a paycheck, if they, you know, watch the kids so you can get out a night a month or something find something that you can respect your husband for because the bible says that men need respect yeah so so and what do women need the bible says men are to they need chocolate besides chocolate the bible says that that husbands are to love their wives like love i love you um and and the word that word love I believe is the word agape love. Oh, I thought it was hubba hubba. No, not lust your wife, even <gasps> though that you know could play in there somewhere. Oh, but hey. but it says to love your wife as Christ loves the church. And how did Christ love the church? He gave his life for the church. So he served the church. He served the church. The he sacrificed himself for the church. So yeah, okay. the love the husband should have for his wife should be. To put her first and his family first. Okay. So if those two things ha- are happening, you're going to have a pretty decent marriage. And that doesn't mean that either of those are easy. Especially, yeah. you know. And I was going to say something else too. About, you were talking about selfishness a while ago. And I think that we just all need to communicate again. Because there are times that I've told you, I've, you know, been gone nine hours that day working and driving to work and, and you've made a request from me to do something. And I've, I've said to you, you know, honey, I'm exhausted. I just don't feel like I have the energy to do that. Right and now. that's when I tell you, if you don't, I'm divorcing you. I'm out of here. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But I just think, you know, sometimes that might sound selfish to say, but you have to be realistic and you have to take care of yourself too. And so there are times where you, I'll have to say, honey, I got to get to bed. I got to get up early tomorrow. You're more of a night owl than I am. And, you know, I try not to do that all the time. Yeah. But you have to take care of yourself too because this is a long haul kind of thing. It's not a short run. When You, you know, we plan to be married till death do us part. So we have to take care of ourselves and and say, honey, I'll talk to you in the morning. I know you're going to work till one in the morning and I have to get up early for work in the morning. And so you sometimes just have to communicate what your needs are, too. And that's not selfish as long as, you know, you're trying to give when you can. But you also have to take care of yourself. Yeah. 
I don't know if any of that made sense, but yeah, that's good. I've, I've kind of learned that the hard way because I think I used to burn myself out trying to keep up with you, <laughs> and I can't do it all the time. <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm going. I need sleep once in a while, and you just go and go and go, and I'm like, uh. so yeah. Did did any of that help anyone? I sure hope so. Well, we're just talking about marriage. Yeah, twenty six years of I've. Well, trial and error and not all of our listeners are, are married but but i think what we're talking about can be helpful in any kind of relationship um setting boundaries with people you love um huh? so that you can still take care of yourself oh okay and and also um and giving too you know when you when you have the energy to give give and, you know, make sure that the people that you love feel loved. And, you know, there are there are some times where and I just want to go to bed at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> but, this I'll, I know. but I'll stay up and I'll, you know, come and talk to you for a little bit and play with your hair and, you know, hang out with you for a while, even though I'd really like to be in bed. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I'm learning all our secrets. You know, but but it, that's about giving and letting people know that you care about them, yeah. you know. And, and it's not always easy. It's because sometimes we get tired, we get exhausted, and, you know. But you just have to let the people you care about know that you care. That's good advice <laughs> for anyone. Yeah. So in, no matter what the situation, you know, it's yeah. good to let your family and friends know that... You want to be there for them. Well, let's do this. Let's let's pray for those folks that are married, mm-hmm. and pray for their marriages, and uh, uh, and those that aren't married. Let's pray for them um, as far as if they want to, or or um, relationships that they have in their life as well. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. Um, Father God, I just thank you for keeping Rick and I together the last twenty six years through good and bad times um, that you've helped us grow closer to each other and closer to you and that you never leave us or or take off on us but you're always consistent in our lives and we pray for the other marriages too um, that they can keep a hedge around their marriage to protect it and guard it and 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 realize what a special thing that is. And I pray for um, those that are single, God, that um, they will realize that they they aren't alone either. Your word says that you'll be the husband to the husbandless, and that you'll you know just you'll be there. You're the friend that sticks closer than a brother. So none of us are really ever alone, and. And sometimes people, even in marriages, can feel alone if they're going through a dark time in their relationships. I just pray, God, that as people listen to this podcast, that they will feel your presence and feel that you're there with them. And um, just ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was going to pray too, but... Did I cover everything? I think you did. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thanks. Took the words right out of my mouth. Well, you know, usually you're the praying machine, and I just say amen. So <laughs> I guess it's my turn to pray. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm feeling very significant now. And... Oh, I'm giving you a hug. Yeah, those are my earphones you're yeah. hugging. We're, we're, Ouch. We're bumping earphones, so that doesn't work very hmm. well. Only bump earphones if you've been married for 26 years. <laughs> so. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this very unique and special taking with you. Um. Yeah. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we'd like to talk to you. We, you know, we haven't had the best communication lately from folks. I don't know what the deal is. A few people have said they've been enjoying the show, but, you know, I haven't really heard from a whole lot of people. So I have no idea if you like it or not. We would love to hear from you. How do they get a hold of us, Amy? Well, you can get a hold of us at takeinwithyou.com, either rick at takeinwithyou.com or amy at takeinwithyou.com. This is correct. Or you can also get a hold of us at Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or the same thing, but with amy.moyer in there. Very good. Um, Yeah, you can get a hold of Rick on at moyermultimedia.com. Oh, yeah, or you can you can find me on Twitter at moyer777. Yes. <coughs> or check out my YouTube video blog. Yes. At youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. Just Google Rick. He's on there everywhere. I'm a Google man. Yes. I'm a Google man. I'm think, a Google I man. I think you're seven of the top ten Rick Moyers on the on Google. Wow. So. Glad I have so many of me. Yes, there are many of you on Jeez. Google. So, yes. One more shout out. Happy birthday to Jade, our, yes, do- our wonder our dog. dog. Thank you again, everybody, for those of you that uh, give on a regular basis to help the podcast go forward. I just, um, one of our listeners uh, happened to give at the right time, and I was able to uh, renew some things that I do for the business and for the podcast. And that was very cool of everybody. So Mm -hmm. um, thank you again, everybody that helps. That's very, very kind of you. And if you would like to help us, you sure can. You know, every little bit helps. And, uh, you know, you might not think that uh, 10 or $20 is a significant amount. But believe me, to us, it's huge. And, I mean, it can pay, you know, some of our electric bill or for the hard drive that crashed and I have to get a new one. Or of our internet bill. Yeah, so it's just very, very helpful. So if you feel like it, you can do so. Just go to PayPal, and our PayPal address is rick at takeinwithyou.com. And you can also find the, the buttons and stuff on our page at takeinwithyou. And it's click on them, and mm-hmm. it'll let you give in PayPal. Yes, indeed. So there. So, do I get to say my ending thing now? Sure. Jen isn't, I don't have Jen here this week, so you go ahead. Okay. So, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Wow. I didn't mess up. Very significant, I tell you. Okay. All right. Well, good night or goodbye or good morning or whatever time it is, everybody. Is that it? That's it. Have a good one. You sound like you're in a barrel. What are you talking about? What's going on? Why am I in a barrel? I'm not in a barrel. You're not in a barrel. Oh. I'm in your studio. Get these curtains all around me. Soundproofing curtains. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I think they're still here.
My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day.